What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 256 of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. This is the Hot Tags edition for the week, where I'm going to be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, and news going on in the world of sports entertainment and pro wrestling from the past few days. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and let's get right into the mix here. There's unfortunately not a whole lot of really juicy topics to talk about. It's one of those weeks where, eh, just kind of blah, slow news days and stuff like that. But we still have a couple things that might be interesting to some of you out there. So let's take care of some of the littler ones at first. Matt Seidel, otherwise known as Evan Bourne when he was in WWE, was arrested in Japan for possession of liquid marijuana. He was going to be using that for an e-cigarette, and they've apparently got some stricter laws over there, especially with the airports and stuff, which kind of makes a little bit of sense. But, you know, um, I'm not too uh, supportive of marijuana in general. I'm kind of on that weird range where I think that it should be legalized, but I think that nobody should smoke it, kind of. It's a really unpopular opinion, I know, but at the same time, I can kind of understand why some of the people in the wrestling business do that as a means to sort of get rid of their pain and stuff, so I have to more so side with the legalization of it and the proper use of it, and the downside to it, though, is Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne, Matt Corklin, whatever you want to call him, He's had so many different problems with marijuana over the years. That was, I think, two, maybe three. I think it was just two, though. Uh, Suspensions for the wellness policy for, like, the fake marijuana and stuff. And he seems to be trying to get around it in any way possible, which I don't blame him for that. Because if I was in his case, I'd probably be doing the exact same thing. But it's unfortunate that he keeps coming into legal trouble one way or another. Although... I mean, you got to argue the idea that if something is illegal and you do it, knowing full well that it's illegal, you kind of have to accept the consequences. So especially when it comes to bringing something into a different country and having that through the whole airport situation and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, you're damned if you do that kind of a thing. So uh, I want to know what you guys have to say about this issue and with all the other ones as well. So leave your comments below. Make sure to keep that in mind. Let's move on to another one here. We got uh, more rumors that the Boogeyman is going to be returning to WWE soon. He was apparently going to be booked for a couple different shows around January or so. And different people said that they were coming into conflicts with that because WWE might be using him in the future. Now, if it's just January, I would assume that that would mean that he would just make a Royal Rumble appearance. But really, does anybody want to see the Boogeyman as one of those Royal Rumble things? I don't really think so. I mean, we've had that in the past before, so... If he's a main roster guy, or even NXT, then I'd be kind of cool with it, but I don't want to see him eat up a Royal Rumble spot unless, and there's no indication for this whatsoever, but unless it's a 60-man Royal Rumble. Then throw in as many old people as you can, but I'm hoping that we get a 60-man just because we've supposedly had enough people for the main roster, and uh, even if that isn't the case, though, I think that there's bigger fish to fry than the Boogeyman for the Royal Rumble. Main roster, different story. If you can figure out a way to incorporate him, then why not? Unfortunately, we have some more TNA news, and I guess you could say more unfortunately for them. This one's about a bunch of legal problems that they're in right now, beyond, you know, liquid marijuana and stuff like that. They owe apparently over $3.5 million in different unpaid travel bills for Amex. They've got a lawsuit with Billy Corgan. Why? We've said this so many times over the past bunch of years. Why is this company still existing? And you have people like Jeremy Borash, 
who are going on these interviews and they're saying it's all BS, it's all made up, the, con- the company's fine, that kind of stuff. It can't be in that situation. We've had so many different instances where there have been so many problems and people have said that they never got paid and we've gotten lower and lower and lower ratings. They've moved networks and you don't do that if you're succeeding. So either people are lying, people are burying their head in their sand or there's something whacked out fucking crazy happening here. Like some, I I wouldn't even call it insider trading because they couldn't technically do that if they're not actually like a public company and such. But there's something weird with the books. Maybe like Dixie is uh, either oblivious to it or a part of it. I don't know, but there's no way that the company has the money that they would need and yet still has these financial troubles. And at the same time, we do hear rumors every once in a while of things that turn out to be BS, but more than likely they end up being true. So 270,000 front paid travel bills, $3.5 million lawsuits and all these other kind of things. It's just more and more ammo for this to be the death knell of TNA. And we're actually having people nowadays actually say that they wish TNA would just go away when they normally would say that they want competition or that they want to make sure that people don't lose their jobs and stuff like that. I think Matt Hardy even recently said that he would want to buy TNA out and fuck at this point, why not just go ahead and do it. Just make it final deletion wrestling or some bullshit like that. I don't know, but it's really a shame to see that this company keeps limping on. It's like if you didn't have that scene in old yeller where they shoot the dog, it just keeps going on you know it's in pain. <laughs> you don't want to put it out of its misery, but you should. So who knows when we're going to report on the actual transition from TNA over to a different company or anything like that. It's just more information to throw out there, more speculation, whatever. And to go along with that, we have even more news about Paige. Paige and Del Rio have been part of, I think, like every hot tags for four weeks, five weeks, something like that. This duo just gets crazier and crazier. And it's funny enough that Rebby Sky actually said thank you to the two of them because they're not the craziest wrestling family anymore. Uh, Paige proposed to Alberto Del Rio. Apparently he's also still married to his former wife. They're going through a divorce and it hasn't been finalized yet. And she said something very telling. She said that Paige should be paying attention to how he's treating this whole divorce thing because, you know, trends happen. People tend to repeat the same actions and stuff like that. Uh, Paige's family is supposedly not very happy with the engagement. And WWE removed her from the Raw intro video. They replaced her with, I think it was TJ Perkins. And you can't really deny that that's not an upgrade. TJ Perkins is doing a hell of a job with the Cruiserweight division. Paige is doing a hell of a job ruining her career. And this just speaks to the same things I've been talking about for a couple weeks now. It's somebody who is immature and they're rushing into a relationship that seems like it's problematic on so many different levels. And of course, let's preface this. I don't know them personally. For all I know, they could be a darling couple and whatever like that. But Del Rio has so many negative people against him. Paige has so many things working against her. And it all seems like it's just this snowball effect where they're just, you know, misery loves company. And when somebody fucks up their life, they tend to bring other people down with them instead of allowing other people to bring them up. So 
I have no doubts whatsoever after all these things that have been happening that Paige is gone from WWE. More and more stuff comes out week after week that shows her trying to push her way out of the company to get out of that contract and stuff. And if she wrestles somewhere else, then fuck if I know who, where she's going to wrestle. But at this point, I kind of don't care. We're going to address something uh, about Paige eventually coming up. I'm sure where it's going to be her release from the contract in some way where she's going to have to maybe like pay the rest of her contract out or she's going to be in some kind of legal trouble with WWE or whatever like that. But I guarantee this is not going to end up ending with Paige just popping back up on the roster and being happy-go-lucky or anything like that. So uh, the Del Rio thing, I mean, I don't know, man. I've spoken poorly about Del Rio in the past, but a lot of people are attributing this to Del Rio screwing over Paige. And at the same time, I got to say it's probably 50-50. Paige is probably the incredibly immature one that is not taking any kind of responsibility for her own actions. And Del Rio is just sort of taking her along for the ride. And why not? She's an attractive girl and you know, he's got to figure out something to occupy his time with during this divorce. Right. So I think that this is just an instance of codependence and general fuck up the tude. I guess you could call it <laughs> going to make up a word. That's what we're going to call it now. Fuck up the tude. And our final hot tag for the week is going to be about that Charlotte and Sasha Banks main event. They are actually constituting this now, although they backtracked a little bit, that that women's Hell in a Cell match is going to be the main event of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Now, as I just mentioned a second ago, they backtracked it and they said that it's not completely finalized, but you have to assume that that's going to be the case because they are putting them as the two featured superstars on the posters. And usually they only do that with the main event. Now, every once in a while, they'll do that with something else where it's like a secondary main event, co-main event type of a thing. But more often than not, that's something that could also be the main event. You know, we have like a WWE championship match and we have something like a Brock Lesnar match. Clearly with uh, Survivor Series, the main event is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. We know that. Although that's going to have the Survivor Series matches and stuff. So they might be in the card too, just to incorporate a lot of different people on the poster. That's a pretty dynamic looking shot having like five on five and the general managers and stuff like that. But with the hell in a cell one, as soon as they started showing Sasha Banks and Charlotte started to come out as like, you know what? It's probably going to be the main event. It's the most historic thing that they're going to be doing. It's arguably the most heated up feud that they have. And she's going to be the hometown hero, Sasha Banks, because I believe it's in Boston, right? So if that's your situation that you're working with and your comparisons to the two other matches that you could put in the main event or Rusev and Roman Reigns, which really I would assume not many people give that much of a shit about, should be a decent match. But in comparison, nobody's really going to vote for that one over that. And then there's the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens match. But that one is going to end with Kevin Owens retaining the championship through some kind of bullshit, whether it's Jericho or Triple H or whatever. And do you want to end it on a downer like that? Not necessarily. Now, of course, that is the Universal Championship match, so that should, by default, kind of go on as the last match of the night. But, hell, we just had No Mercy where the uh, WWE World Championship was the first match of the night. And there's nothing that says in the terms of like equality and stuff like that that the women's match shouldn't be on par with the men's because that is their top-tier title. 
So there's a lot of arguments that can be made for the Sasha Banks-Charlotte match being the main event. The one negative that I can see being the case is if they don't do anything that's worthy of the Hell in a Cell, people are going to look back on it and they're going to go, well, they built up this as the main event of the night. It should be the best match of the night. It should be the most gruesome and most violent, all that other kind of stuff. And it ended up not fully and uh, making the rounds the way that it should have. And if you have that anticipation going into it, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed. But if your expectations are just to have a good match and it just so happens to be in a cage, then you'll probably end up being happy about that being the main event. Either way, unless it's an absolute travesty, it's going to be making history and it's going to be looked back on for years and stuff like that. And it's Hell in a Cell. Who really gives a shit, right? It's not like they're going into the main event of WrestleMania 40 or they're superseding the Royal Rumble match or anything that would be kind of considered blasphemy or anything like that. It's just the same as we wouldn't want to see what else is on the card. Like, um, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman's probably going to happen. It's more of a problem if that was later on in the card than it would be for this one. This is a women's championship match. It's the first of its own kind and all that kind of stuff. So the arguments I'm seeing against it, not really holding as much water as the ones for it. And I'm really interested to see if there's anybody else out there that has any argument against it. If you think that they shouldn't be the main event, Rollins and Owens maybe, or anything else, again, drop your comments below. Tell me what you got on your mind. But that's going to be our hot tags for this week, everybody. I mean, I'm recording this Tuesday night and not much else is happening, which probably means that by the time this is uploaded, some kind of crazy shit's going to happen. And if that's the case, I'll give you guys a small package. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, well, that'll do me in, though, for this one, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Hit that thumbs up button on the video itself because, surprisingly, those uh, little thumbs up help out quite a bit. So if everybody that was watching this just hit that thumbs up button for each of those videos, we would end up actually getting a lot more SEO juice and we'd move up in the rankings a little bit, show up in the searches more, get some more subscribers, more subscribers. I earn a little bit more money. I earn a little bit more money. I get more motivated to do crazier stuff. So wins all around. You win, I win. YouTube wins. Google wins. They always win though, those bastards. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been another Smart Gal moment and I'm being counted out. Oh!